for a prize for my new league, a belt or a ring or a nice trophy. My IDP guys went and had my back. The best swag online for champs is found on Trophy Smack. R-I-N-G, that spells ring. TrophySmack.com has the bling. Good, so good, I have to sing. Go and check them out, they have everything. I can show that I'm the master of Minecraft. I'm a champion in fantasy and I won't let you forget that. R-I-N-G, that spells ring. TrophySmack.com has the bling. Use promo code IDPGUYS at checkout for a free ring on trophysmack.com. All right, welcome, boys and girls, to another episode of the IDP Plus Podcast. I'm Steve Thomason, a.k.a. Dynasty Santa, one of your co-hosts, and joined this week by my handsome co-host, Matt Record, at MRecord21. Matt, it's week 10. We're officially past the halfway point. Week 10 is crazy. For those of you that have only been listening to us and not watching us on YouTube, you just have to take Steve's word for it that I am <laughs> attractive. Uh, I, wish, I assure you, I don't think so, but I'll take the compliment any day of the week. But it's week 10. It's amazing how quickly, you know, the season goes. Like now it's Thanksgiving next week. Like we yeah. get the, the Thanksgiving games and before you know it, it's Christmas. Uh, and then we're in the playoffs. Like this is the final push for your leagues to get into those playoffs so either you're you're trying to get those first round buys you're trying to claw your way into the playoffs like me uh, there's a lot of really great stuff to unpack and it's just a fun time of the football year absolutely so um last week i was having a little technical difficulties getting the sheets together so we're back to the spreadsheets uh you got a little sneak peek at our tools last week which are awesome available to subscribers so if you head over to www.idpguys.org Flick in that uh, promo code IDP plus the plus sign pod for 10% off um, as well as there's even better deals right now. Uh, but that is for a limited time only, Matt. Why don't you tell great people about the limited deals that are going on right now? Yeah, we are offering 50% off in-season subscriptions so you get access to all of our wonderful tools you get access to uh, the discord, all the experts, uh, everything that we've been talking up on this podcast. 50% off the holy smokes. It's crazy. I'm gonna look up. Do you know the code right off the bat? Oh crap. That's a, that's something we should should add ready. Right yeah, it is I it's something with IDP 50. It could just be IDP. it is IDP 50. Capital Boom. IDP 50 Nailed on in-season membership, 50% off. Just give us a try. You're not gonna get this any cheaper than this. So <laughs> go and do that and then. When you end up signing up for later stuff, you can use our 10% code and get that off there as well. Absolutely. So uh, with that being said, we're going to start you off this week with basically just a list of names of the top IDP waiver wire ads. So what we're going to do this week is I'm simply going to just read off the names by position group. And then if you want to stick around and hear the why behind everything, we are going to go back into our game by game format. Uh, we're trying to keep it a little more succinct. So we're not keeping you here uh, respectful of everyone's time for, you know, multiple hours. We're going to try to keep it between that hour, hour and a half range for you going forward. Um, and, you know, if you really want the deep, deep, deep dive stuff, the written content and the charts that we have every single week two monster articles that come out every week, a game reviews and a start sit column, uh, you know, the really deep dives will be in that content, but again, only available to subscribers. So uh, we're going to start off with the linebacker position. Now, linebackers are a bit, you know, the the pool is a bit 
more shallow uh, for available, you know, uh, linebackers that are relevant around this time of the year. So that list is going to be a lot shorter than our defensive backs and our defensive linemen. So here's just the name. Jack Sanborn, linebacker, Chicago. Jelani Tavai from New England. Denzel Perryman, the Houston Texans. Isaiah McDuffie, the Green Bay Packers. Elandon Roberts, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Nate or Nathan Landman, uh, he's called both in, in different uh, platforms, uh, from the Atlanta Falcons. Micah McFadden, New York Giants. Rashawn Evans, the Dallas Cowboys. You're definitely going to want to stick around to hear about that name. Uh, David Mayo, the Washington Commanders. And Casey Tuhill. Now, he's listed for us as a linebacker for the Commanders as well um, because we use MFL designations. I believe he has defensive line designation on like Sleeper and some of the other platforms where that is where his value is. But I was just trying to stay true to our uh, MFL designation. So Casey Tuhill uh, for the Commanders really uh, kind of that hybrid defensive line, edge rusher, linebacker. So unfortunately on MFL, he only has linebacker eligibility. Uh, flicking over to the defensive backs, you're going to want to grab uh, in your corner required leagues, Kyler Gordon, Chicago Bears. Von Bell, the safety for the Carolina Panthers, is back. Miles Bryant, you've heard us talking about him for quite some weeks now. He's still available in lots of leagues. The corner for the New England Patriots. Uh, Julius Brents, the Indianapolis Colts cornerback, might should be coming back from injury uh, sooner than later. DeAndre Houston Carson, the Houston Texans safety. Tavier Thomas, the Houston Texans cornerback, their slot corner. Josh Metellus, my guy, still available out there in, in a lot of leagues. So the safety from the Vikings, you're, you don't let Josh Metellus be available in your league pretty much any size. Uh, both of the Pittsburgh Steelers safeties, Keanu Neal, DeMonte Casey, Jonathan Owens from the Green Bay Packers, Roger McCreary for the Tennessee Titans, a cornerback, Jalen Thompson, the Arizona Cardinals safety, Kirby Joseph, the Detroit Lions safety, Percy Butler, the Washington Commander safety, and Tony Adams, the New York Jets safety. And then to the defensive line, we've got Justin Jones, defensive tackle for the Chicago Bears. Deo Odeingbo, the Indianapolis Colts defensive end. Anthony Jennings, the New England Patriots sort of edge rusher defensive end. Christian Barmore, the Patriots defensive tackle. Odafe Owe, the Baltimore Ravens defensive end slash edge rusher. Justin Matabuke, the Baltimore Ravens defensive tackle. You've heard us talking about him a lot these over the past few weeks. Uh, DJ Wanham, the Minnesota Vikings uh, defensive end, edge rusher. Keanu Benton, the Pittsburgh Steelers defensive tackle. Harold Landry, the Tennessee Titans defensive end, edge rusher. Uh, Monty Hooker, the Tennessee Titans uh, safety. Ooh, I have him in the wrong column there. Sorry about that. Uh, he should be over in the defensive backs. Uh, BJ Ojolari. The Arizona Cardinals defensive end, edge rusher. Uh, Boy Mafe, if he's somehow still available, the Seattle Seahawks defensive end, edge rusher. And Byron Young coming back off bye week. So he's probably our favorite guy coming back off bye that might be available or someone may have dropped him because of the bye week. So Byron Young, uh, the Los Angeles Rams defensive end, edge rusher. So uh, those are the names for this week. Uh, we are going to jump then right into the review of the Panthers and Bears game uh, from Thursday night. Uh, overall, this was a stinker of a game, typical Thursday night fashion, right? Not a lot of scoring. Uh, the IDP scoring was like 
okay. Uh, there was 60 snaps available to the Bears, and there was 72 snaps available to the Panthers. So uh, as far as, got, you know, Derek Brown had his best week since week one, which was nice to see him kind of bounce back. And on the Bears, we talked about Jack Sanborn being a pickup. He played 95% of the snaps in this one. So, you know, if you are in need of a linebacker, now we do have to monitor Tremaine Edmonds. I don't think he was meant to be out for super long. Um, but, you know, Jack Sanborn may have earned himself some playing time going forward. Uh, maybe they they bring back Edmonds a little slowly. So he might still have a week or two of value left in him. So, Matt, is there anybody um, that you want to uh, – identify from this game here to the Panthers and the Bears. Yeah. I mean, Jaquan Brisker playing hundred percent. Like he's been such a frustrating, frustrating player this year. Uh, Most analysts, including myself, you know, I had him as one of the top five defensive backs and he has weeks like this. Like, why can't you do this more? Um, I do think it's of no, if you've been following us the entire year, Uh, there is something to be said uh, about the linebackers ahead of him. Right. Mm -hmm. So he can't get tackles. He can't make plays if the, linebackers are soaking up all those tackles right so tj edwards is still there but i don't think it's a necessarily a coincidence that tremaine edmonds uh, is not there and you know all of a sudden you see briskers go up so i'm hoping this is about his floor hoping this is what he can do but i think the other thing that you had mentioned that makes sense to me is jack sanborn yeah as long as again we've always talked about this the second linebacker in the chicago's scheme is productive right so edmonds out insert jack sanborn who we know has yeah. limitations as a player uh but he's gonna he's gonna put up points for you so he is definitely someone uh to to sort of reach out uh reach out there and get yeah sanborn is a great like tackle floor guy he doesn't give you a lot in the big splash play department so this like 12 point straight uh, tackles, what do they have? Yeah. seven tackles total um usually you'll get more solos out of him um so so even this performance was kind of down for what we normally see from Sanborn, but you know, he's still, he's still going to carry value. That was an excellent point about Brisker with, you know, it's very interesting that he's popped uh, in the two weeks that, you know, Edmonds has been out. So uh, let's hope not, that that's not staying, but saying, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's very interesting. Uh, Justin Jones was the guy um, was from the, the waiver wire list. You know, he, he's kind of a rock solid uh, fantasy DT like two what he does. Option. What yeah. he does. This week he gives you a sack, but the tackle floor has been there. He's given you other, you know, three QB hits, a TFL. Um, like he he's been pretty darn rock solid. Um, so I I just did the write up on these guys for the article that will be coming out, and you know he he should be on your radar in even non DT required league. So even your normal where you can just start DLs, like he's you know, making himself relevant uh, to be noticed, even in those types of leagues. So um, Justin Jones there. Uh, Kyler Gordon is the slot corner. He finally uh, played 100% of snaps this week. So if he's going to do that, I mean, we Kyler Gordon was like, he was brought back, I think, kind of slowly coming back from the injury. And, uh, you know, this is, I think is his first game back to 100, um, mm, maybe yeah. all year, or at least yeah, it's so. early in the year. Um, if he's going to be playing 100% snaps in corner required leagues, he he needs to be he needs to be rostered everywhere. Um, on the Panther side, you know, in my write up, I was talking about if they're going to shut down Brian Burns because of the way the season is going, which I think could be a possibility. Uh, Amari Barno uh, seemed to 
do well in this game. He played 75% of the snaps as the edge rusher, the primary edge rusher. Behind him, we saw DJ Johnson play 57% and another rookie uh, named Iku Leota play 44%. So those are guys in super deep leagues that you know you might want to throw a, a dart on. But Amari Barno for sure would be the, the top one of those groups as evidenced by his playing time. So, um, from, oh, excuse me. Um, got, I don't know if I've got the new COVID or what, but oh, um, I've been coughing up along here. Um, linebackers in Carolina outside of Frankie Louvu continue to just be a fucking Yeah, ignore, ignore him. Someone's going to pop yeah. up. Like Deion Jones, look at him scoring 12 points. Great on right. 46% of defensive. Exactly. Snaps. You can, you can ignore that. You can, you can find someone better. You can ignore it and you can't trust it. So mm-hmm. uh, uh, Von Bell returned from injury to play 100% of snaps. Very nice to see if he was uh, dropped by someone, uh, he would be someone to go code grab too. This performance, I don't think is going to be typical for him going forward. Uh, it was kind of a, I don't know. He was playing, I was checking out his alignments. He played a lot more free safety than we normally have seen him play in the past, but he was still up in the box and stuff. Just didn't get the the production this week, but that that'll definitely change. So um, anyone else? Nope. I think that's it. All right. That'll take us to our next game, which is the, another stinker. Um, The, the Germany game, the Colts and the Patriots. Uh, We had 69 snaps available to the Colts. Nice. And for the Patriots, did anybody even play 100? Yeah, okay, we had 57. So um, not a lot going around for the Patriots, unfortunately. Uh, the Colts had, a, you know, a fine enough amount of snaps available. Um, we saw Quiddy Pay get injured, so we're going to have to get tabs on that. And we saw his kind of almost like I call him like the little brother, the Quiddy Pay's little brother, Deo Odeingbo, uh, go nuts in this one with three sacks. So Yes, he's on the the waiver wire additions to go pick up, uh, especially depending on Quiddy Pay's you know injury. But you know this wasn't this wasn't even a great matchup um, from a, from a points given up for the position standpoint uh, against the Patriots. So it's kind of bizarre to see him go nuts like this. So of course nobody was starting him. You know people are going to chase these points. He he needs to be you know, probably rostered, especially if Pay's going to miss time. We have to follow that, obviously. But I don't know that I'm super excited to throw him into my starting lineup. He's still a very, like, volatile, lumpy production type of guy. So unless you're, like, super desperate, you know, he's he's probably not – this is probably going to be his best game of the season. I think he, had a, he popped off for another monster game earlier in the year. So it, you're just never going to call he's it. Because like I said, yeah, he's got the potential. But like I said, this was a bad – matchup for the position so you're normally not going to take the shots on guys like him with those you know not great matchups and of course he he goes off so just you know tempering expectations there um as one of the the top pickups um i mentioned julie juju julius brents the corner back for the for the colts um if as long as he's returning i think they were saying that he was only supposed to miss about two weeks. So he shouldn't re-inherit this role that you'll see on the list here. Jalen Jones has played hundred percent of snaps and had five solo tackles. Um, that's pretty much the floor for Brent. And he 
is more of a ball hawk and and has that that big play uh, ability in him. So I'm really excited for him to come back uh, in my in my corner required leagues. In just DB leagues, you could probably uh, ignore him. You know, Kenny Moore was hot, so of course everyone ran to start Kenny Moore, and he had a a whopping. I think he was in the eights. Um, where's Kenny Moore? Oh no, 13 and a half points with our scoring. Um, six total tackles, five solo, you know, no splash plays, no, no two pick sixes this week. Um, so still a, a pretty nice game, but, um, kind of is what it is. So I'll, I, on the, on the Patriots end, I'll hand it over to you. Um, these, these are your boys who, who do you like this week or, you know, from Un- this week and next week. Yeah. Unfortunately, these are, these are my boys. They are who they are. Um, so the defense uh, not bad. Defense is not bad. So, uh, Miles Bryant, we've been on him for a while, especially since Christian Gonzalez went down. Uh, Miles Bryant has uh, really stepped up in terms of the the play time. Granted, you'll see only seventy two percent of snaps, but fourteen point one points. Uh, he kind of saved his day with an interception, but he's been finding ways to get into those double digit points all year. I really like him in cornerback required leagues. Um, we are, like I said or didn't say, say again, we're on a bye next week. So if you're in a cornerback required league, typically we don't. You don't want to have as you want to only have as many cornerbacks rostered as you have to start uh, right. with a couple exceptions. Like you wouldn't want to go drop like a little Jerry Sneed from last year. You'd probably mm-hmm. you know make that work. Um, so Miles Bryant, someone you can probably drop and then get back if you do have him mm-hmm. out there. Uh, but he's a sneaky, nice ad. Uh, I also uh, really like uh, Jelani Tavai, the linebacker. So Jawan Bentley, the guy that I've been on all year saying he's just a solid plug and play linebacker three. He was ruled out this week uh, and to okay. stepped right into that role, played a hundred percent of the defensive snaps. Uh, he's probably more like a linebacker four or five, like really, really deep, deep leaves when Bentley's back. But if has been getting some play time, yeah. uh, I'll be very interested to see what the Patriots do from a roster perspective. The rest of this mm-hmm. year, um, pretty much a lost season, right? We're mm-hmm. third, third pick right now. It, it, <laughs> I'm hoping I'm hoping for the sake of the franchise that we do play uh, some of our younger folks a little more to see what we have. Like, do we have anyone here that's going to be a Patriot for the next five to 10 years? Like I'm looking mm-hmm. at you like Marte Mapu, like keep playing Barmore, keep playing Duggar. Like he's going to be the leader. Um, uh, and uh, Keon White uh, as well, who I don't even yeah. think I see on. Did he do anything? Yeah, him and Mapu, I don't think recorded any stats, unfortunately. Um, yeah, so we'll, yeah. we'll 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 learn a lot in this week after uh, this bye week to see who's getting that play time. Like maybe Uche starts playing again. You know, there are a lot of players that we 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 expected to play big roles in this defense, and you know, just haven't. So we'll see. We shall see. Yeah, I really like. Um, I had Christian Barmore on the pickups list. Um, his, his play time is going way yeah. up, and he's been doing uh, a lot of really good things with that. So DT required. Yeah, he's for sure someone to look for. Absolutely. Um, let's see, Keon White just yeah, only thirty five percent of the snaps. So one of his lower totals on the week, and didn't record any any stats. And Marty Mop is seven percent. I guess because this was it. As bad as they were, it was still a close game for most of the game. So I think they were playing like the the main people for for most of the game. But oh, the snap counts, um, you know, play that out, right? But I think especially yeah. now after the benching of Jones, who knows if he's going to start again? I think after the bye week, this is going to be a very different team uh, with maybe maybe more of that uh, uh, tanking vibe than than we've seen so far. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and and. Uh, 
Jennings played 70%, Uche 30%. So, um, yeah, interesting to see what kind of – we'll definitely want to watch week 12 when, when they're back. Um, for the Colts linebackers, the the LB2, you know, thank God Zaire Franklin is back this week. We didn't have to – Sagun Olubi, you know, is reverted back to zero, um, which was nice. Um, we still saw EJ Speed, you know, playing on third downs. 48%, I think that's, yeah, 48% of snaps. Jack Liner is still 70%, so he's still going to continue to be frustrating. Not a ton of production on that 70%. Same for EJ Speed, not a lot of production on that 48%. So unless you're completely desperate, I, I really don't want that headache for the rest of the year. So Don't touch him. Um, all right. I think that is good for that game. So that transition us to the uh, Browns and the Ravens. What an awesome what game, game. <laughs> in general. Yeah. Um, and, you, you know, this is really interesting to, to look at. The Ravens had 78 snaps on defense. Nobody on the Browns played 100%, but I think who's Delpit was at 98%. That was 53 snaps. So with as, you know, close as this game was and everything, it's really interesting to see that discrepancy in um defensive snaps to the two different teams so of course we had rocron with a historic like tackle game 21 total 14 Unreal. solos insane but you know it's funny to go along with that nothing else just all tackles yeah, and all nothing tackles else. so no sacks but you know and patrick queen chipped in with nine tackles six solo himself nothing else so really interesting uh kyle hamilton of course with the early pick six and uh, eight solos to go along with that himself. So a nice little monster tick up game for Kyle Hamilton. So um, on the, on the Brown side, uh, it, it was JOK, Jeremiah Owusu Koromoa, the linebacker of playing, course. Yeah. Playing 81% of snaps in this one. And I'm pretty sure in their first meeting, he did like nothing. Cause we thought he was like spying Lamar for most of the game. And now in this one, he's the top, uh, the second Brown top Brown score to Greg Newsom, who also I believe had a pick six in this one. Yeah. Mm. Cause he had many tackles to go with it. So like, I don't know the Browns are outside Grant Delphit and miles Garrett. The Browns are just an annoying team for fantasy purposes on the defensive side of the ball. So, um, yeah, I, I really don't have much else to say about them. JOK, you know, a lot of people are still rostering him. People still like him. It's going to be a complete crapshoot when he gives you any sort of production. So uh, anybody you want to touch on? Yeah, I like the 81% of defensive snaps for JOK. Like if you are desperate, like you're getting decimated by injuries, right? Like I don't, I don't hate taking a flyer on him. He's proven that he can be productive when he's being used right, you know, and, you know, Seven combined tackles, half a sack, two tackles for loss. You like that, right? You like to see it. Uh, I don't trust him. That's definitely more of a scratch-off ticket sort of situation. But <laughs> again, I think there are worse people that you could, at this point in the, <clears throat> this point in the year, mm. um, he has fewer, he has fewer question marks in terms of people coming back from injuries. Like a lot of our waiver wire uh, ad lists, like oh. Uh, Jack Sanborn went off because Tremaine Edmonds was hurt, right? So you still have to monitor it. JOK, he doesn't have really anything to worry about from an injury perspective, people coming back. So maybe mm. that's enough stability for you to like him. Uh, I might convince myself. Uh, other than that, I, I think Justin uh, Madubuke uh, is the guy that I really want to point out. Defensive tackle. He mm. keeps doing it 
he keeps getting freaking sacks. I think this is like, I swear five or six weeks in a row of the sack with the, for him. Uh, he's kind yeah. of said it and forget it at this point. This is his highest snap percentage we've seen in a while too. 74%. You know, I was mm-hmm. kind of like waiting for the wheels to fall off with him. Uh, Cause he was, more in like the mid to low 60 percent mm-hmm. of playing time it's like okay he's getting sacks yes he's being productive but you know he's not getting the play time to necessarily get some of those volume stats but here he goes in the 70s and for those mm-hmm. of us following us uh for those even following us defensive tackles it's rare to get that much playing time at the defensive mm-hmm. tackle spot so uh really want to point him out on the baltimore side uh to yeah go out and get from that defensive tackle pl- plug and play yeah, if he's somehow still available, I, similar to what I was saying about Justin Jones, even in your non-DT required leagues, Matabuke is a relevant player and 100%. should be rostered in most of those leagues. So um, I quickly want to touch on the Ravens' uh, defensive secondary, um, the corners and the safety. So we have Marcus Williams return to practically full health, 99% of snaps, but like zero production. Geno Stone still hung around and played 67%, which is very much unlike what was happening previously. Now, I I think, I'm not 100% positive about this, but you see Arthur Mollette at the very bottom, who had been actually playing pretty well, only 19% of snaps. I believe that was due to an injury. So that kind of shook up this whole defensive backfield. And Kyle Hamilton played basically the slot corner role in this game. Uh, the the overwhelming majority of his total snaps were played at slot corner, according to PFF, at least. So with that happening, then I believe that opened up the playing time for Geno Stone to play with Marcus Williams. And that's kind of how we saw that. So going forward, though, I'm not sure if that's going to be the case 100% of the time. I think with Marcus Williams back, you know, if you need help at safety for a deep, uh, dart throw, go grab Marcus Williams. Um, and Geno Stone probably goes back to the bench unless they keep up with playing Kyle Hamilton in the slot, which would be awesome for IDP Fantastic purposes. Right <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. And then we also saw Brandon Stevens play 99% of the snaps. He'd been hot all year, one point in this one. So the snaps are still there. He was, you know, a boundary corner in this one with – you know, against Cleveland and Deshaun Watson, like, you know, I don't, I assume he was on Amari Cooper and I don't know. They're just, I, I think this was kind of an outlier and I would keep rolling the Stevens uh, with that playing time here going forward. I would pick up Marcus Williams. I don't know that I would start him. And then Geno Stone, be very careful uh, inserting him in your starting lineup. And let's hope Kyle Hamilton plays a lot more uh, slot corner, apparently. <laughs> Here's hoping. So- all right. Anybody else? Oh, Adapio away in this one had a had a sack, played sixty percent. Uh, oh, he looks and... like a he looks like a menace. Yeah. Uh, he, yeah, he's so... he's living up to the the hype that we were hoping for him for a minute. Yeah, so if, if he's available, I I really like him. I would definitely uh, grab him. Clowney had the two sacks, but I think he may have gotten injured too. So Oway mm-hmm. might even be ready for for about now. This was a great matchup uh, for fantasy points by the position. Cleveland pretty much gives up as we see here fancy points to all levels of defense so outside of corners this week like everybody crushed it so it was a really nice matchup so maybe temper expectations there but definitely should be rostered and and played in in good matchups there so um all right houston and cincinnati the texans and the Bengals. um 
<laughs> you see here, I mean, Sheldon Rankins, the defensive tackle on 64% of snaps, which is a good amount of snaps. And we, I believe we called him out in our, in our written start sit as someone, cause this was a good matchup from a fantasy perspective. I uh, was not expecting three sacks in this one and a four. What a bumble. day. What a day. <laughs> Five solo tackles. Like this is just, uh, this is probably gonna be his best fantasy game of his entire career. So people are going to go pick him up and yeah, he could probably be rostered. I wouldn't want him in non-defensive tackle required leagues. Of course, a defensive tackle required. He's probably already uh, rostered. Yeah. If he's out there, he definitely should be grabbed. But I don't know that you're, you know, chasing these points and throwing him right in your starting lineup either. So this is another one where we're saying be a little cautious about maybe don't get too hyped about chasing those points there. Um DeAndre Houston Carson played for Jimmy Ward. You might think Jalen Petrie got injured. No, he played 100 percent of snaps and very impressively did not record a single stat. Didn't do a dang thing. <laughs> so that is super, super duper frustrating. Um, I want to look up here while I look up. If you want to, if you want to talk about anyone, um, sure. Let's go Bengals. Dax Hill has been crushing it all year. Um, 100% of snaps, 15 points in this one, seven combined tackles, a couple passes defended. He's a plug-and-play DB two or three for me at this point. Uh, you love to see Logan Wilson and Jermaine Pratt kind of settle into what their roles have kind of always been. You know, Logan Wilson uh, having a really nice day. Uh, Jermaine Pratt, you know, the, the way cheaper version of Logan Wilson on this team for <laughs> linebackers. Uh, they're just absolutely slaying it there as well. Um, and the final person that I want to mention is Denzel Perryman. We've been talking about this Houston Texans linebacker room all year. I mean, you know us, uh, you love us or you hate us, but we are consistent about Denzel Perryman that he will get the play time. Uh, he might not be the best linebacker on that team, uh, although he, he actually might be, but they paid him for a reason when he's healthy, he's going to play. He's finally getting the snap percentage. He's been kind of ramping up after his injury back up to 86 percent uh tackle machine couple tacks for a loss that's really all you can really expect from perryman uh but of the linebackers on this team he's the guy you want so he's finally getting that play time love it uh and then yeah trey hendrickson as well uh, we know he left this game with an injury it sounds like it's mm -hmm. not uh super serious i imagine right. he might be out a week or two uh but he has the upside to kind of stash him on the IR and keep him on your team. So uh, other than that, I re really feel like many, the p players we expected to play pretty decently play pretty decently other than, uh, than Jalen P which you got mm. some more data for us there. Yeah. So my fears are kind of um, substantiated here. So now this is odd. Deandre Houston Carson did play 54 snaps at free safety, but had all this production to go with it. Of course, an interception is going to help that, right? But seven tackles to go along with it. Petrie did play 46 of his snaps at, at free safety as well. So hardly any box snaps, hardly any slot corner or at the line of scrimmage as defensive line. So, you know, I, not great. Um, not great. Is he going to give you zeros every week? Of course not. He, he has the potential to give you 20-point weeks, and he has done it this year. But... If he's playing that much free safety, he's maybe just not your, you know, plug-in weekly starter like he was last year. Now, reason being is that those box snaps are being taken up by three linebackers right now. We had Denzel Perryman, Christian Harris, and Blake Cashman all see somewhat significant playing time at linebacker. I believe Henry Tua Tua was uh, out, either a healthy scratch, which would be not great, 
or injury. I'm not 100% sure, but I know he did not play in this one. So that is what's going on with that whole situation. Petrie definitely, you know, in your shallow league, he's absolutely droppable. Go get someone more consistent. Um, go get Josh Metellus. I would want in a, in a shout, like say I had to start one DB, I would absolutely want Josh Metellus over Jalen Petrie. Now in your deeper leagues where you have to start three or four, you're obviously hanging on and probably starting Petrie, but um, yeah, it's, it's not looking great. Um, just from a, he's going to give you production, but if he's put in the spot of free safety more than anything else, that's just not great um, for consistency uh, sake. So uh, yeah, the linebacker situation, it seems as Perryman gets healthier, healthier um, he's regaining that LB one role, which is kind of what we thought was going to happen. We just had no insight into his, you know, health, meter um apparently it's getting a lot better because he played uh 86 up from i think he was in like the 50s or 60s last week and blake cashman you know stocked down to um 55 which and then christian harris played 64 so blake cashman was the number three this week after being a monster for a few weeks so i it's always like i think our message has always kind of been it's denzel perryman went healthy and I think it looks like we're finally reaching that point. Beyond that, I don't really want anyone else because it's going to be this annoying rotation. And especially if Tua Tua comes back either healthy or is allowed to play, um, it's going to just get even worse. So, <laughs> um, Derek Stingley came back, uh, gave us nothing on 69, nice percent of the snaps. Um, this was a three-man rotation at corner between him, Steven Nelson, and Shaq Griffin. So until he's healthier, but definitely, you know, he is kind of one of these boomer bust corners. So just someone, just a name I wanted to mention, your deep CB required leagues to, uh, to you know, possibly pick up or at least monitor um, going forward his, his snap counts. We want to see that get north of like 80% to really uh, be confident and and the opportunity for some production. The, the corner that you do want is the slot corner, Tavier Thomas, for the Texans. Uh, 95% of the snaps in this mm-hmm. one, 14 points. He was called out in the written content. That That is the main guy um, you want to own here. And depending on Jimmy Ward's health coming back, uh, whether DeAndre Houston Carson is going to remain relevant or not. Um, oh, Will Anderson had a stinker. You're gonna have to just live with that, um, especially in your it's dynasty leagues. Rookie defensive lineman, man, like yeah. it takes a minute for them to get mm-hmm. consistent. Exactly. So in redraft, droppable, hundred um, percent. Mm-hmm. I get it. Uh, matchup dependent, luck dependent. Um, Jonathan Greenard is massively outproducing him, unfortunately, because I. I hate Greener. I'm not a Greener guy. <laughs> um, but hey, this year he's he's taking care of business. So, um, but yeah, Dynasty, don't do anything crazy. He's a stronghold. He, he'll develop and he'll get there. I think it's because honestly, I think he's just really good. And, you know, he might be getting extra blocking attention with yeah, better true. blockers. Like, yeah. I, you know, I think, um, let me see if he, yeah, he was a, a decent grade this week middle of the pack so um i don't know uh just don't do anything crazy so anything else no let's keep her moving all right that will take us to the 49ers and the jaguars 
Uh, big games from your from your studs in this one. Uh, Nick Botha, thank you. Welcome to the IDP fantasy season in week 10, finally. Uh, one and a half sacks, two QB hits, pass defended, forced fumble, fumble recovered. This is the stuff we've been expecting from Nick Bosa, and he finally gives it to us in this one. So uh, hopefully that will continue, continue trending. Uh, Devin Lloyd playing 100% snaps. Obviously needs to be rostered. Uh, we had sacks from the the interior uh, on the 49ers in this one. Javon Hargrave and Ark Armstead. Armstead, you know, this is I don't know that I would go chasing that. Only half a sack. Okay. I thought it was a full sack uh, earlier, but I guess not. So uh Chase Young with a half of a sack, nice to see, but not much else to go with that. So that's kind of that's going to be a – he's going to – I guarantee he's going to have, like, a monster game sooner than later here. But these five-point games are also – you're going to have to deal with that if, you, if you're if you kind of forced to, to be starting him. Um, 61% of the snaps also. We'll love to see that tick up a little bit here too. But um, and then any does – not really any does from anybody worth worth. No, I mean, about. Andre yeah. Sisco had a disappointing game with uh, only yeah. six points on 100% of snap percentages. That happens. Yeah. Uh, obviously, it's not ideal, but he at least got you something. He didn't mm -hmm. uh, J JP it there from the Texan side that gave you a whole <laughs> old goose egg. Like, he gave you something. Yeah. Brighter days are, are are in the future there for him. Yeah. Uh, but no, otherwise, this is great. Like You look at the top seven names there uh, yeah. for the top seven scores, and those are probably the seven you would have predicted. Uh, maybe not necessarily in that order, but... That's great to see. Like you, you love it when your your studs play like the studs you want them to be. Um, I think that uh, yeah, Lloyd has really proven to be that consistent guy when he gets that play time. So he's absolutely plug and play. Uh, I feel like Javon Hargrave has been a little more inconsistent than you want this year. Uh, Sixty five percent of snaps played isn't as much as you necessarily want, but he mm -hmm. has this upside each and every week. So he's one of the better defensive tackles you can throw out there. Um, you just kind of have to live with the ups and downs. This just happened to be happened to be an up. Uh, yeah, I think the only other person I really want to mention uh, is Josh Allen, the, the Jacksonville Josh Allen. Uh, really nice playtime, 79% at the defensive end spot. Like, that's really good. Um, mm -hmm. I think you got to keep rolling him out there. He only had you know 49 snap count uh, total to actually make a play, but you like to see it a little higher. But I don't know, that playtime, the upside, I, I think you still roll him out there as your you know, edge three or so. Uh, if not a little higher, depending on your scoring settings. But uh, no, I think both of these teams' stars played like the stars we want them to be. And that's mm -hmm. nice. Yeah, you had Foyer steal two sacks. You know, he only had two pressures and converted both of them to sacks, whereas Josh Allen had five pressures and no sacks. So, like, that normally will even itself out. Like, sometimes it just kind of works out this way. And, yeah, I mean, John, guys like Josh Allen are going to be boom bust every single week, right? They're going to give you six points or they're going to give you like 26 points. Like it's There's not a lot of in-between there because of the tackle floors and whatnot. So um, just happened that he did not convert uh, his pressures this week. Um, so kind of is what it is. Um, yeah, all right. Glad you mentioned him. Um, yeah, I don't have much else for this one. No, so this is, a, this is a pretty boring game. Yeah. Yeah, this one is uh, boring in the sense that the players we thought we played well did. So right, great, yeah, exactly. Keep moving. <laughs> so we got the Saints and Vikings next. Um, let's see. In this one, uh, Demario Davis continues to be the top Saints linebacker. Pete Werner 
is annoying. Now, Leeds, he played 99% of snaps. That's one of his higher counts. He had been almost in like a, a rotation of sorts and also yeah. with Saints like game scripts. Uh, he seemed to be the one coming off the field. So nice to see him at least hit 99% this week. But, um, you know, that netted six tackles, three of them solo and one TFL. So another meh thing, meh performance from Pete Warner as usual. So uh, Paulson Adebo, the uh, Saints corner, continues to ride a hot streak right now. Mm. That will end, uh, as with all corners. Like, yeah, if you want to keep riding the wave, not going to blame you. Uh, just be ready for the end. Um, that's all. Because uh, Alante Taylor, the slot corner, is still there. And he played 77% of snaps, which for a slot is fine. But he's generally going to be in the position to you know, give you better IDP fantasy production. So uh, this was a back and forth game, a lot of firepower. So it makes sense that Adebo, you know, had that. But, hey, Alante Taylor, no, not production to just sniff your nose at. Um, four, five tackles, four solo, a TFL, and two passes defended. I mean, that's, I, you know, 17 points in our scoring. That's great. Uh, Josh Metellus, you know, playing 100% of snaps again just going to continue to hammer him every week uh he needs to be needs to be rostered i will say ivan pace up to 84 percent out of yeah. nowhere so i'm trying to figure out how that happened because if metallus played 100 cam cameron bynum played 100 and unfortunately bynum you know a kind of a two-week stretch here of, of yeah, two disappointment. Down games. yeah i don't know what's going on there um i don't think He's necessarily playing a lot of free safety. Let me check into that. But um, who else here? I think, oh, I think what it was was, yeah, a Caleb Evans, right? The corner played 58% of snaps. That must have been an injury or something because he's normally a 100% snap player. Um, but we saw Byron Murphy, Mekhi Becton, a Caleb Evans, and Andrew Booth all get run at the boundary corner position slot was okay metallus played his normal kind of all over the place he had 26 slot snaps four at free safety 23 in the box 14 at defensive line um oh so wait was it jordan hicks okay jordan hicks mm. had a, an injury issue 42 percent. so there we have ivan pace uh you know, seeing that boost up. So, man, I, I must have missed uh, Jordan Hicks. I was not dialed into this game. I wonder uh, I wonder if he had anything, like, bad happen or mm. what is going on with him. But, um, yeah, so that uh, we definitely want to monitor because if Jordan Hicks is going to miss time, there is a need for an LB1, and that would be it. Ivan Pace, as, as seen here, by 84%. Yeah. So Josh Mattel is kind of the everything guy. The you know they normally play more one linebacker set so uh we will obviously dig into that for you uh in the written content and follow-up shows but yeah if jordan hicks suffered anything you know it's going to make him miss time ivan pace is a major major uh waiver wire addition um for sure so um we had dj wanham on the waiver list 93 percent of snaps you, you, you know, that needs to be rostered uh, for defensive line. That's that's crazy. That's a very nice number to see there. So uh, you got anything um, on this game? 
Yeah, real quick, Demario Davis is still the linebacker you want on the Saints, mm-hmm. right? Like, not just because of the snap percentage, right? But he just has the higher upside for some of the splash plays. Uh, we, Pete Warner, we know who he is at this point, and that's like maybe a linebacker for maybe five. You're in really, really, really deep leagues, and you're comfortable getting four combined tackles, <laughs> or this guess six combined tackles in this game. That's pretty much all he's going to be at this point, uh, unless something drastic changes with how he's being used. Uh, yeah, the Cam Bynum stuff is disappointing i think he's still built up enough street cred in the previously previous to these two weeks to continue to roll out there but that leash is getting shorter and uh shorter uh the last thing i really want to mention is uh you look at some of the uh well malcolm roach there that defensive tackle uh 10 points he only played 38 percent of snaps so don't go chasing that uh same thing with uh, Mr. Blackman there, the Minnesota cornerback, he scored 16 points. Great. He had an interception, only played 54% of snaps. You, know, you can find cornerbacks in your waiver wire that play a hundred percent. And you, you'd rather, rather chase that than, you know, the random splash play that happens. Uh, so yeah, other than that, I think we have a pretty good, pretty good idea of who to roster on these teams. Very good advice. All right. I did some digging. Jordan Hicks had a, a, a shin injury. But did have to go to the hospital because of it. Um, the the force of the impact, yeah, the force of the impact apparently created a, a bigger issue that, if not treated at the hospital, could have been even more severe. But that doesn't sound good. Sounds like he's going to miss time. And the Vikings just re-signed um, a guy who'd been with them for years, Anthony Barr, uh, mm. back back uh, to the roster this year. So. I, w- I would still expect that Ivan Pace has earned the opportunity to play as the LB1 and hopefully Barr. I mean, Barr's old. Like, he's washed. So hopefully he's just there more for depth. Um, Troy Dye would be another linebacker that could see playing time. But so I, if I'm betting, I'm not betting on Anthony Barr to walk in off the street and overtake Ivan Pace, who has been playing well all season and just kind of – phased out because of the system here a little bit, not necessarily because of play. So yes, we need to add Ivan Pace as a major, major uh, waiver wire ad this week. So um, that will definitely be updated here. So yeah, unfortunate for Jordan Hicks. Hopefully um, it sounds like he'll probably miss some time, but maybe not the rest of the season. So we'll definitely have to uh, have to monitor that. So um, all right, our next game then is the Packers and the Steelers. Uh, not a ton of IDP meat on the bone in this one. Uh, the safeties that replaced Minkah Fitzpatrick, both Keanu Neal and DeMonte Casey had interceptions. Now, Casey's was kind of a Hail Mary at the end of the game, so he kind of lucked into that one there. Uh, Still counts. Yeah, I know, I know. Um, and, but he was 100% snap players, you can see here, versus uh, Neal playing just 82%. So if Fitzpatrick is going to continue to miss time, both of them are probably you know worth having on your roster in, in deeper leagues. I wouldn't be super confident uh, rolling them out there and like start one or two DB leagues. But um, yeah, so we'll just really, that really all hinges though on, on Mink Fitzpatrick. So definitely want to uh, keep your eyes on his injury status here. Um, another guy that played really well for the Steelers this week was rookie defensive tackle Keanu Benton. Uh, so we had him on the waiver list, you know, again, in DT required leagues, mostly only I would want him, but Hey, he's a second round rookie pick. Um, 
you know, definitely possesses talent. And if he's going to get, you know, some run here down the stretch, he could be worth uh, keeping an eye out. But of course, you know, with the Steelers here, it's a giant rotation and it's going to be a different guy every week. You see Larry Ogunjobi at the bottom, which is one point, but he did play 65% of the snap. So almost equivalent there. Um, and then uh, and then Cam Hayward, who just returned last week, had a nice week last week, but only played 59% of the snaps this week and gave us pretty much a dud with just uh, three tackles, two solo, and one TFL. So kind of a mess there. I'm still rolling out Cam Hayward if he's healthy. I don't know if this 59% was due to an injury. I'll have to research that. But um, if he's healthy, I'm still rolling him out. But, yeah, Benton is a name. He happened to pop off this week. You're not putting him in your starting lineup, but hey, he could be worth a roster spot, especially in dynasty league. So, um, you want to talk about uh, other guys here? Yeah, TJ Watt is good at football. <laughs> uh, 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 so keep playing TJ wherever you have him. Ninety-seven percent of snaps—that's high. The, the easiest advice one can give. Uh, <laughs> No, Isaiah McDuffie, we once again mm. were without our boy Quay mm. Walker. Uh, what did McDuffie do? Played 89% of snaps, 18 points, 10 combined tackles. You'll love to see it. Bittersweet. Um, as long as Quay Walker's out, you know, yeah. I kind of like McDuffie there. I think oh, Walker sure. truly was game time decision, though. So be on the lookout for, for that. Hopefully. Uh, very quickly, McDuffie can be gone. Uh, and, and, you know, obviously we, we love ourselves some Walker. Uh, Jonathan Owens had his biggest game of the year as well. Uh, maybe he got the Taylor Swift bump because uh, his wife, I think wife, uh, Simone Biles was in the crowd, I believe, for this one. But 100% of defensive snaps, it is, uh, that, that is a gold medalist, Simone Biles, maybe the best ever to do it. Uh, hot take there. Um, but 100% of defensive snaps, like Owens did this last year with the Texans. When he plays, he produces. Uh, the, I, he hasn't played this much, and now he has. So, uh, I'm, I would absolutely go out and look for him for a bye week feeling at this point. I uh, yeah. really love that. Um, look at Landon Roberts getting 96% of the defensive snaps for oh, the yeah. Steelers. Uh, they had a, a gap to fill there uh, and it looks like he's filling it. So he's yet another one. I wouldn't expect 17 points a week with our scoring anyway, uh, every week, but you know, he's going to be a perfectly fine LB four for you. Uh, so definitely a really nice bye week fill in for you there. Um, yeah, otherwise, he, I think you got – oh, do you have something to say about him? Yeah, Robert. So the issue with him is we had Quan Alexander uh, tear his Achilles. So uh, Roberts might have that 17 points as a you know floor going forward here because he's about the only body left. <laughs> um, we, we lost Cole Holcomb last week, and yep. now we lose Quan Alexander, who I loved way more. And I hated Roberts because he was – getting all the big splash plays on lesser playing time. Well, now Alexander's done too. And it's all the Elan on Robert show. So, so go get him. He, he's a, he's a major ad here um, going forward. Um, as far as the, uh, the LB two, the other name that's left, uh, where is Mark Robinson? Um, so he was a rookie last year. I think he's a converted like running back or something mm -hmm. like that. He has a kind of an interesting story um, as a UDFA or like a seventh round guy, something like that. But he's your new like LB2, I think. So if you're super deep and super desperate, uh, Mark Robinson is definitely a name uh, to, to consider. Um, but definitely Elan not Roberts now. Um, now I'm hoping that guy, I mean, we saw, so I mentioned about TJ Watt playing 97% of snaps. That's like 
one of his higher snap counts of the year. I'm hoping like Watt and Highsmith will see their snap counts, you know, breaching that low 90s or plus 90s um, going forward here. So they might have more opportunity playing more of that potentially traditional linebacker. So maybe some more built in higher tackle force for both of them going forward. So yeah, don't go crazy with Mark Robinson, but I don't know. This just got really messy. <laughs> yeah. So not great. Um, yeah. I don't think I have anything else on this yeah. one. That's better. Yeah. So yeah, that linebacker situation is, is just got nasty and really sucks with, uh, with Quan Alexander. I was rooting for him. So, all right. Our next game is the Titans and the Buccaneers. So we saw Roger McQuarrie, McCreary finally come back uh, to 100% snaps. And these are the types of games that he possesses in his arsenal. He also possesses zero floor. So even when playing 100% snaps. So, you know, take the good with the bad, but the interception here, uh, five tackles, four solo. Um, in CB required leads, he's a, he's a total – home run or strikeout type guy. Um, but nice to see him uh, back. Harold Landry had a nice game, 82% of snaps, got home for a second, nine tackles, which is very uncharacteristic for him. Uh, just uh, four of them solo, but uh, the linebackers were kind of weird in this one for Tennessee. Aziz Ashair did play 94% of snaps, no solos and only six assists. So that was kind of weird. Jack Gibbons, who had been awesome all year, I think, well, awesome for IDP. And see, this yes, is the, yes. These are the problems with guys like this, right? Great for IDP fantasy. I believe he got taken off the field due to bad NFL play. So yeah. forty down to forty-two percent of snaps. Only two assisted tackles this week for Gimmins. Uh, we saw Monty Rice make an appearance with twenty-nine percent of the snaps. So going forward, I don't know if Jack Gibbons is going to be in there as much anymore. Um, Chance Campbell apparently was working his way back and got injured in like pregame warm-up. So maybe they were mm -hmm. going to give Campbell a shot and just pull the rug out from under us on Gibbons altogether. So not great for Gibbons going forward. So major, major red flag for Jack Gibbons going forward here. Be careful and monitor news about him. Um, I don't know if there's anyone to pick up. I don't know that Monty Rice is that much better. Maybe Harold Landry, like we saw him with all these tackles, maybe his role kind of expands here going forward. And he plays more traditional linebacker as well as uh, his edge rushing duties. So, um, which would be great for his production because we've been very frustrated with Harold Landry here uh, for, for, a good portion of the year. Of course, he was working back from injury. So, you know, maybe this is finally the point where we see him go nuclear for the rest of the year, which very well could happen. So if you can get Landry cheap or he's on waivers, I would definitely, uh, definitely uh, grab him if you can. So uh, how about Bucks guys uh, or, or anybody else on the Titans you want to talk about? Yeah, Kalijah Cansey, I want you to put your peepers on him. 73% of the Fenton snaps, 10 points. Uh, he played more than Vita Vea on that same line. So we kind of talked about when Cansey was drafted. You know, a lot of uh, a lot of hype there. Could learn a lot from the the consummate professional this Vita Vea. Uh, but yeah, 73% at defensive tackle. That's really hecking nice, nice. Um, especially with those three combined tackles. So, uh, yeah. Be interested. Look at him. If, if you're in a deeper league with uh, defensive tackles, like he's starting to get that playtime we want him to get. Yeah, uh, we've been waiting for it all year. So 
who knows? Maybe this was just game script dependent, uh, but I really like to see that above 70% uh, snaps mm-hmm. there for him. Uh, Ryan Neal, very disappointing, 33% of defensive snaps. I was just trying to look up and see if he got injured. I don't know if he did. No, he's losing his job. Yeah, which is unfortunate because he was mm-hmm. uh, pretty decent for us uh, yeah. pretty recently. Uh, but that's okay. You can cut him everywhere at this point. I mean, 33%, mm-hmm. that's not that's nothing. Um, and then I want you to look at the uh, Shaquille Barrett there. He's been having a pretty decent year, as he seemingly always does. Uh, only, 40, 40, only 49% of the defensive snaps played, though. Uh, so, yes, you got that sack. But if you were trying to find someone in the waiver wire, uh, you can find someone that gets a little more playing time. Um, it's a little more consistent than than him, in my opinion, uh, at this point in the year. Uh, yeah, and then Devin White continues to do Devin White things. Uh, Fifteen mm-hmm. points all over the all over the place. Uh, playing ninety eight percent of defensive snaps. You love to see it. We've talked at length about him. Uh, I think this is about what we should expect um, for him. Like again, he's not going to be that top five linebacker, but uh, this is really good mm-hmm. production, right? So it, hey, that's. Two weeks in a row sacks for Devin White. So hey, let's hope uh let's hope he keeps that momentum going. <laughs> yeah, precisely. So if obviously he was someone that wasn't playing great in the beginning of the year, so mm-hmm. he might actually be available on your waiver wires, which is kind of crazy for yeah. someone that has the pedigree that, that he has. Um, so just just know that. And we're not here to league shame yet. If you're in a shallow league, that's great too. Go and go and get him. Our deeper leagues, obviously, he's gonna be taken already. Uh, but yeah, White has proven to be pretty pretty dang good for you so uh yeah the the safety situation it kind of sucks right so ryan neal's losing slash lost his job to d delaney but antoine winfield is the one playing the most free safety snaps so luckily he got the pick in this one and you know six tackles and a qb hit a pass event it would have been a nice game regardless but i you know that kind of sucks that um you know, if Winfield is taking over the bulk of the free safety snaps because of this whole Ryan Neal losing his job type situation. So kind of messy. It looks like D Delaney, but he, you know, D Delaney only 59%. So you can't really count on any of them. They're kind of just throwing people out there to see, uh, to see what sticks right now. So um, that would be the update on that whole situation. Um, hey, Eric Gerar for the Titans um, also does return work. So if you're in a league that rewards for special teams, he's kind of like the Keyshawn Nixon from the Packers of the Titans right now, at least. Uh, so he could be worth um, a Hail Mary in your super deep corner required leagues. That's all. If, and if they reward for um, – special teams yardage and stuff like that otherwise it gets you know it that's even more of a hail mary if, if your league doesn't give it give up for that so um all right i think that's good for this game uh that Keep will take going. us to falcons cardinals so uh big name that you'll see jolt up top here bj ojalari on only 52 percent of snaps but two sacks eight total tackles Four of them solo, two TFLs, the two sacks, two QB hits. Like, this is a second round guy that kind of like wide receivers, right? Who the second half of the year they usually pop off. You yeah. know, edge rushers sometimes take years to develop, but BJ Ojari the past two weeks now has had good games, be it on limited snaps. It's 52%. I think might be his season high. I can mm. confirm that. But someone I definitely wanted to call out that if he's going to be getting more playing time down the stretch here as the Cardinals 
you know, don't really have much to play for, then he absolutely should be someone that is on your radar um, to to have on your roster. So, uh, yeah, 52% was a season high. Um, so he is definitely seems to be earning more playing time. Uh, you know, he beats out Dennis Gardeck in this one at 49%. Uh, Zayvon Collins was at 52. So they played equal amount of snaps. Um, so yeah, he's, and now a lot of this comes at the expense of, uh, Josh Woods who had been, you know, he had been at, um, 87. Uh, well, okay. Going back to week five, 83, then 60. And then 87, then 69, then 85, and now all the way down to 46%. Uh, we saw Jalen Thompson play. You know, I think he's back to full health. He was kind of doing the Josh Metellus thing where he's sort of the LB2, playing a lot in the box in this one, um, with, unfortunately, Buda Baker relegated to, to free safety duty. So a lot of stuff going on here with the Cardinals. Um as far as sacks go, uh, it was just Ojolari. Oh, Gardeck did get a sack, you know, whatever. Um, but yeah, a lot of kind of movement going on with the Cardinals here this week. Um, oh, yeah, that was interesting. I just thought, but yeah, BJ Ojolari would be the main guy I would uh, pay attention to here going forward. How about the Falcons? <laughs> yes, yeah, Nate Landman, yeah. Land. Manning with a, another monster head game, 100% yeah. of the defensive pass played. He looked, I keep saying, like a menace. He was all over the freaking field. Like he kept making yeah. plays. Uh, I mean, he got a sack. He got an interception. He had eight combined tackles. Like he must add, uh, I fear the Troy Anderson days are dead. Uh, we all wanted to make Troy Anderson happen. I know, I know. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't I, know. For Dynasty, you think? Uh, no, the Predacity is fine. Uh, oh, yeah, this year. I don't think, yeah. yeah I think this Anderson's year is like, on the shelf for the whole year. Yeah. 100%. Uh, yeah. But you love to see uh, Jesse Bates uh, and Richie Grant, again, living in a symbiotic relationship where both mm-hmm. can be fantasy relevant. Uh, they're plug and play. You just got to be be aware of that. You're fine with either of them. Uh, Caden Ellis doing Caden Ellis things, too, despite – the land man crushing it, you know? <laughs> yeah. So like, like this game is another one of those games this week where you look at the top 10 people from both teams. Right. And then maybe other than Ojolari is like, yep, of course, mm-hmm. these are the people that are here. Uh, <laughs> so it, it's, it's nice when you don't have a whole lot, whole lot to unpack from our side. Cause that means things are pretty stable. Uh, I know we'd mentioned Jalen Thompson uh, in the, the section about potential ads. He's a, always been a really solid db3 uh, he played mm-hmm. he got back up to 100 percent of defensive snaps in this game which is huge obviously that did not lead to much production this week uh which means you might be able to go get him for free uh somewhere uh so i really like that uh and then i feel like i, I have to do my due diligence and mention jeff okuda i feel like i always mention jeff okuda he played 100 percent of the snaps and only had one assisted tackle that is incredibly surprising and hard to do uh so uh, he's had some really big monster games this year, that cornerback position. So um, I don't give up on him, uh, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, so there should be some brighter days ahead for him. Yeah. Um, the Landman situation, I think is a very interesting one to talk about for dynasty perspective. I mean, he's trying, you know, he's trying to earn himself a contract and a, and a job here going, going beyond this year. It probably isn't going to be with the Falcons, right? Anderson's a second round pick. He'll be back. 
Ellis, I believe, is on a longer than a one-year contract. So he's, you know, kind of locked in. And he's doing just fine. So in Dynasty, if you grab Landman off of waivers, like most people did, he's definitely a strong hold. We just it's it, it could be tough for him to to find a different team like are people going to believe that you know this was was this just a one year wonder things that, but we saw it happen for Caden Ellis right played really well second half of the year went and got himself a contract i think the same thing definitely could happen for landman um it just probably won't be with the falcons and then will it be a friendly scheme and you know so a lot is dependent uh on on the off season next year so I think the advice is, you know, if you're, if you can afford to hold him, absolutely do it. But if you're, if you could sell him even right now, to let's say a contender for like a second or um, multiple yeah. thirds yeah. or something, or like a guy that is, you know, if you could swap him for Troy Anderson or maybe get Troy Anderson and a third or fourth round pick, like those are the kinds of deals you want to make in Dynasty right now off of games like this for a guy that is not guaranteed a role anywhere next year. Yes, he could get it, but it is really a coin flip as to whether that's going to actually happen or not. So quick little dynasty tangent there for you on advice on how to handle Nate Landman. Totally love it. He was annoying me. I was very anti-Landman because I wanted Ellis to be gaining production. But hey, I can live with a game like this for Ellis. Also getting a sack, 11 tackles, like, you know, I can live with that if it's going to be like that going forward because Ellis, I, I did like a lot. So, um, good, good on this. Keep it going. All righty. That'll take us to the Lions and the Chargers. So, a shootout, a lot of defensive snaps, but you see not a lot of IDP fantasy points. I think people were just kept scoring. So, you know, these wanting your game to be a shootout can be sort of a gift and a curse, right? Because if people are scoring on shorter drives, which is what was happening, a lot of big breakaway plays here, that doesn't leave a lot of IDP meat on the bone. So um, once we get past these top couple of scores, there's not a lot left. So Derwin James, nice to have him back. Uh, Kirby Joseph uh, definitely should be a player who's rostered um, in most leagues, playing 90% of the snaps there, had an interception. Um, Alex Anzalone doing his thing on 100% of snaps. But, you know, beyond that, we had bad games from the Chargers linebackers who were getting crucified with their just NFL play. Uh, so, of course, they were missing tackles, which don't lead to IDP points. So uh, just kind of a rough game from an IDP perspective in this one, right? Yeah, really, really an odd one. Um, yeah, we had mentioned Kirby Joseph as someone to add. Getting 90% of snaps, you love to see it. He's yeah. He should be rostered everywhere. He's definitely one that's probably available uh, in some of those shallower leagues for you, but uh, <clears throat> you love to see it. Um, where I was just there. Oh, Brian Branch, similarly, 93% of snaps. Like, yeah. Kind of Swiss Army knife in that defense. That's someone I prefer Kirby Joseph because he's done it for a bit longer, you know, by, by a year. Um but we keep liking Brian Branch, how he's being used. Like it's just a, it was a weird game, uh, as you said, with the shootout. So a decent amount of snaps available, but no one was making plays, right? And like, everyone just kept scoring. Uh, Not one so, sack on either side on either team. Bizarre, so see big old blank. <laughs> Jack Campbell only playing fifty four percent of snaps is obviously disappointing. He's he he is yet to really find the role we want him to find there. Um, he teased us a couple of weeks ago or last week. Yeah, a couple of weeks ago because they were on by. Um, I, it's funny. 
I was in a, I'm in a Facebook group and somebody I believe was saying, you got to start Jack Campbell over Devin Wise. Like what? No, nope. sure <laughs> no, don't. Thank you. That's terrible yeah. advice. <laughs> but no, I, I don't think there's a whole lot to learn from this game from really either side. Like you're obviously playing Derwin James and Alex Anzalone. Um, Tracy. Wall. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, not a lot to learn. Not... It was a weird game. Yeah, definitely. Um, production wise, yeah, I mean, Murray played eight. Kenneth Murray, the linebacker for the Chargers, eighty-eight percent snaps. That's fine. Um, I think you know, with the way this game went, you know, people people were being rotated and stuff. Um, uh, Aline McNeil, the defensive tackle for the Lions, sixty-nine percent for a defensive tackle. Great, you like to see that. Um, would like to, you know to see more production going with that. Uh, he had five tackles, but just one of them were solo. So uh you know but he's he's someone who who has some upside going forward um yeah but w- just the fact that there were no sacks in this one bizarre you're not you know that 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 hurts so um yeah, yeah i there's really not a lot to take away from this one um so i think we can move on it's, yeah that's, that's, it was kind dope. of a stinker <laughs> um similarly the giants and the cowboys was a bit of a stinker you can see there uh, after the top few names we kind of drift off into low double digits and then single digits uh unfortunately came on thibodeau w- was lost i believe in the middle of the game so we'll have to monitor his status did not record uh, a single stat unfortunately um sa- same with uh, his counterpart zizo jolari was activated from ir but only played 22 percent of the snaps and recorded one assist so he's been a massive massive disappointment huge uh someone who i whipped on in dynasty big time so far i'm really hoping for a rebound next year but you can only keep saying next year so many times before you have to move on from a guy right uh good old michael parsons i mean i'm just loving a game like this right and i have him (laughs) in places like but my i'm just absolutely loving never understood i'm doing my trump hands didn't understand why were people taking him as the 101 i don't get it i didn't understand it games like this you know max crosby had a bad game this week still not a zero all right max crosby's not giving you zeros um bosa garrett like they're still not giving you zeros a zero game on and 68 percent. that's still a decent enough amount of size but again the cowboys have been in some really really weird games this year game script wise so and this was another one another but they either were getting blown out or doing the blowing out or getting upset by bad teams. Like that's what happens with the Cowboys. And there's not a lot of in between this year. So I don't know what to say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Real, real life. This game went exactly like we thought it would. Maybe it took a little <laughs> longer than we did than, yeah. than we expected, but uh, it was over very quick. Yeah. Right. So I'm, I'm not surprised with some of those play times that we see on the, uh, on the Cowboys side. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean Bobby O continues to be the yeah. Bobby O we said he'd be. Like that's, that's a win for, for us for both too. of us. Uh, yeah. Yes, we had him ranked as like the fifth best linebacker, and I, <laughs> I, I'll see where he's at in uh, different. I don't know if we had him fifth. In. I think he was like somewhere between six and eight or something like I, that. Well, he's he's actually he's yeah he's fifth. So yeah, no, we were right. Yeah, yeah we we, we were right about him. Um, yeah, Xavier McKinney getting up to 100. percent No, he's the, one of the safeties you you yeah, want he's there. Finally on, coming along on the Giants. Yeah, Pinnock uh, continues his yeah. good year, and I see him come back as well. Mm-hmm. Um, the Giants are just a bad football team that people are going <laughs> to eat up 
uh, pretty much at all levels, which is yeah. kind of great for uh, the IDP yeah. uh, perspective because teams are going to like they get up at 78 snaps against them. Uh, yeah. And this is with the Cowboys putting out what Cooper rush in the fourth quarter. Like they couldn't <laughs> even stop him. You know what I mean? So uh, earnestly load up on these giants defensive players because uh, they're going to have plenty of opportunities to, to, to rack up stats. Cause that offense well, can't do Jack. Uh, and then the other teams are going to have a bunch yeah. of drives against them. Uh, they're going to be all, on the field a lot. Exactly. So, we like these defensive players on teams that have a bad team defense. So like take that, mm-hmm. take that team defense stuff out of your brain. It's like, Oh, the giants have a bad defense. That means they're bad from an uh, IDP perspective yeah. too. Quite True. the opposite, quite <laughs> the opposite. Uh, rubber's really going to meet the road in a couple weeks when the, the Patriots play the giants, which for, for draft order uh, is yeah. going to be insanely oh. important. Uh, I, I have that one circled. Uh, Patriots yeah. have a bye, so that's the next game. So I'm already looking forward to that disaster of a game that's going to happen. Uh, but uh, oh, who do the Giants play next week? Who well, do they play next week? I have the schedule. Hold, please. Hold, commanders. Please. Oh, and the Commanders, Sam Howell, it's pretty good. So like, I think I think that's another one of those spots where, yeah, mm-hmm. trust those Giants defenders. Uh, the, the Commanders should have sustained enough drives that and they give up sacks right so like there's a whole lot of a whole lot of really nice things about those matchups next week so so give the giants a little bit of a boost next week maybe dexter lawrence will actually do something i was gonna say for what you were talking about the giants you want all their players at the back two levels of the defense so the the defensive backs and the linebackers their defensive line stinks and i think that's why so much opportunity is being pushed to the secondary and the linebackers is because, you know, Dexter Lawrence can't do it all on his own. He's having a really bad fantasy year. So maybe he can give us something next week against the commanders, but uh, definitely looks like a juicy game for everyone else. Um, Mike McFadden will probably be sent after Sam Howe. So high chances of a sack for McFadden next week. Um, maybe Okariki gets, gets there for a sack. Uh, yet despite him not having a lot of sacks, he's still racking up the tackles here. So, uh, really, really awesome to see, but yeah. And on the Cowboys end, you see all the defensive linemen, the interior guys getting sacks, the Sam Williams getting sacked. About the only one I want to call out is Sam Williams for, for deeper dynasty leagues. He is a former second round pick. I think next year he'll have a much bigger role. Demarcus Lawrence has washed. Yes, he got, I believe, got a sack in this one. Even with the sack in our scoring, he didn't even have double-digit points. So he's washed. Hopefully they move on from him next year and the reins are handed to Sam Williams, which opposite Micah Parsons could be an awesome, awesome role for him. Um, so, yeah, in your deeper dynasty leagues, definitely a name to keep track of. He is a bit of a knucklehead. Um, so yeah. hopefully he doesn't, you know, wind up in some bad uh, legal situations. So you do have that risk built in with him. Um, and then on the interior, Mozzie Smith got a sack in this one, a first round pick. So he could have a nice dynasty appeal next year. But these other guys, even Dorrance Armstrong, I'm kind of over him um, yeah. this year. So um, they go with the young guys for the Cowboys in, in dynasty for sure. The safeties continue to be a goddamn mess, including Marquis Spell. We saw Rashawn Evans take 49% of the snaps to Marquis Bell, 39%. So he may have lost his job. Uh, they signed Evans and might've been bringing him on a, a bit slowly here. So Evans is a name to monitor for your waiver wires as well. 
playing next to Damon Clark. Uh, we're going to have to see if that playing time, how that shakes out in a non blah Again, it's really hard to take away concrete information in games like this where it's just kind of it was over so fast. So, uh, but did want to just mention that. And then the safeties, I, I've been doing the Cowboys and a lot of write-ups lately, and I've been saying, yeah, these safeties, you can't trust any of them this year. Um, the production's not there. It's a different guy every week. This week it was nobody because there's no passing offense. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm moving on from, from Cowboys safeties. Um, I, I really did like Bell. He was kind of the Chico, but if he's lost his job to Rashawn yeah, Evans – that trust. kind of stinks, but maybe they were putting Evans out because of the blowout and wanted to save Bell. Who knows at this point? <laughs> so, um, not a lot. Yeah, not a lot of concrete information to take away there, unfortunately. So, that is going to move us to the Commanders and the Seahawks. Uh, this one was interesting, especially for the Seahawks, because the Commanders just didn't run the ball yesterday. It was all passing. Um so that that was kind of crazy. Uh, and passing to their running back, Brian Robinson, who had an yeah. awesome day. So really kind of a weird game. I don't know if it was game plan going into it, but game script with how it worked out. Now, luckily, Bobby Wagner had himself a day, but that was at the expense of Jordan Brooks, who had a bad day. Um, he did play 80% of the snaps, but only three, solo, three tackles, two of them solo with nothing else. So... After an awesome week for Jordan Brooks last week, a complete dud this week. And I think that was more due to the game script. So um, who do you want to talk about from this game? Hey, Devin Witherspoon, rookie yeah. cornerbacks. I keep telling you. You got I, me on that one because preseason yeah. I didn't like him. <laughs> yeah, they they play and they're, yeah. people try to take advantage of them. And that's great for yeah. IDP. Yeah. Oh, um, he looked really good out there. Uh, Jamin Davis, a hundred percent of snaps. Yeah. That's nice to see. Cam Curl, hundred percent of snaps, doing the work. Uh, Boye Mafe is a freaking wrecking ball as well. He's probably already taken everywhere in all of your leagues, but on the off chance he's not, check your waiver wires for him. Seventy-five percent of defensive snaps. He keeps getting sacks. I love yeah, it. I didn't know he was on this kind of streak because I He's guess on a I don't have streak. much of him, unfortunately, because I thought he was kind of a bust um, so far in his career. But yeah, he I didn't realize he's on a, a one, two, three, four, five game sack streak. Well, yeah. oh, and the bye week, he's on a seven game sack yeah. streak. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I picked him up a couple weeks ago in, in this oh. league because, again, people were sleeping on him. I picked him yeah. up as a bye week fill in. Um, and then you just keep riding the hot hands because why the why the heck wouldn't you do that? Um, Deron Payne continues to be disappointing uh, in that defensive tackle spot. Yes, he's getting the snap percentages that you want, but you want to see more production than that. I still say roll him out there at 79% of defensive snaps played. But I, if you want to ride a different, hotter hand, I wouldn't blame you. It just really hasn't worked out for him so far this year. Um, and yeah, and then I guess Tariq Woolen, 100% defensive snaps played again, back from injury, pretty decent. He was kind of the cornerback darling last year, came out of nowhere. Um, Devin Witherspoon, I think, is taking over the production there, but yeah. you like that young cornerback group there in Seattle from an IDP perspective. So, uh, yeah, I think that's about all of my takeaways from this one. Yeah, it's really nice to see Witherspoon um, providing that floor, considering John Dotson like, didn't catch a pass. Um, yeah. I don't know you know, who, what other wide receivers were catching passes, but this, you know, if Witherspoon is playing um, these types of roles to, you know, where he's able to give us this kind of production without 
much of a passing attack, then that's just freaking awesome. So yeah, he's um, a rock star. Yeah, he played okay. He was mainly the slot, so he's probably on Logan Thomas a lot. Uh, probably had the opportunity to tackle um, all the running back passes. So hey, um, we'll we'll take that. <laughs> um, uh, do I have anything else on this one? I don't think. Oh, Percy Butler. We've been I've been calling him out in the write ups. Um, you know, a lot of production to go in this one, but he is more into free state. But he is playing 100 percent snaps for the past ever since. He stepped in for Derek Forrest. He's been 100% snap. So if you need a, he's a weekly kind of Hail Mary, Mary play. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, so a name to know who's playing 100% snap. So uh, other than that, um, yeah, uh, Leonard Williams has definitely displaced Draymond Jones. So um, you can kind of move on from Jones. Um, but yeah, that, oh, Casey Tuhill again. MFL it really sucks that he's a linebacker because he's playing. Uh, he played the most defensive line um, snaps uh, for that weren't named Deron Payne or Jonathan Allen. So he is the main defensive end uh, going forward here. But in, if you don't play on the MFL, you're probably okay. But it really sucks. Uh, he loses a shit ton of value on MFL, unfortunately. So. All right, our last game, um, and then we'll check in on Monday night. Uh, we'll leave you all. Well, we'll be leaving. I, I forgot this isn't live, but I'll be going to watch the rest of Monday night football. But we've got the clunker that was the Jets and the Raiders. And honestly, there isn't a whole lot of takeaway from this one. The studs did their thing. Yes, Crosby had a down game, unfortunately. But, uh, you know, I'm more than willing to live with that, you know, when he's going to give me the three sack games as he did last week. So. Uh, he totally gets a pass from me on this one. Big Bob Spillane had the had the big defensive game for the Raiders from an IDP standpoint. Had a sack and an interception in this one, so he's been doing great. It was nice to see Divine Diablo come back to play sixty seven percent of sacks, but it is Big Bob's job uh, there in in Las Vegas as far as the linebackers go. Um, yeah, okay, so don't chase Jamie and Sherwood, uh, who was wildly efficient on 23% of snaps. I was like, when I was putting this table together, I was like, wait, did Quincy Williams get injured or something? Because I saw Sherwood right. jump up to the top here. But now, I mean, Quincy Williams still played 98%. They must have just been, you know, doing some uh, some three linebacker sets, with which the way this game was going kind of makes sense. Rookie quarterback. On the Raiders side, they were trying to run it more. So uh Saleh, you know, put in more more three linebackers. So definitely don't go chase Jamie and Sherwood uh pretty much anywhere, not even in deep dynasty. So um yeah, what do you what do you got on this? Nate Hobbs, the cornerback, preseason darling, yeah. comes back 77% of defensive snaps, plays really well. Uh, he's a cornerback. I feel very comfortable just kind of rolling out there, expecting good things. Uh, you mentioned Max Crosby having a disappointing game. Uh, Trevin Morrake had a disappointing game from fantasy perspective. We've seen his usage shift more uh, to be more IDP advantageous. Um, I don't know where he lined up this week, but still played 100% of defensive slap, snaps, had three solo tackles. Not a devastating week by any stretch of the imagination, but he's had more successful weeks. That happens. In some of he these did spots. He did go back to, uh, he was the number one free safety uh, by a count of 48 snaps to Marcus Epps' 42. So hopefully that's not a trend again. That could have been game script as well. Um, very, very much so. Yeah. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna give him a pass too. Yeah, so I still think he's doing pretty well. But no, other than that, you're like you said, the studs played like 
the studs and that's really sometimes that's it's nice when that's it <laughs> yeah the defensive lineman not a whole lot here it's nice to see quinn williams show up this week so right hey thanks for that um you know solomon thomas with the sack john franklin myers like this is gonna happen jermaine johnson got his half of a sack uh with not a lot of tackles this week so you know, that's what the Jets do. They rotate a ton. Jermaine Johnson definitely holds the highest ceiling out of any of them, but you, you don't chase Solomon Thomas. Don't chase John Franklin Myers. Like, that's pretty much all, all I got. Don't chase Malcolm Kuntz, <laughs> who got a sack on 39% of snaps. Like, just, you know, you definitely – hopefully if you're, if you're using us, um, even just our – you know, this content here, you know, please do your research, but do not go uh, chasing those types of guys. Um, Jordan Whitehead's back. Tony Adams back 100% for both of them. And both had really nice um, productive games here for. So if you need help at safety, either of them are pretty solid, darn solid options. So, um, oh, Bryce Up. Everyone's jumping on the Bryce Up train I, for whatever reason. Like he had one. Spike week and people are going nuts. 50% of snaps, zero points. Like, I didn't really understand that. I was seeing a lot of uh, Bryce Huff talk and was really confused as to why people were, were hyping him up so much. Because, like I said, this week it was Franklin Myers and Tom and Thomas. You're going to hype them up? Like, he wasn't dominating the snaps or anything like that. So, yeah, don't chase Bryce Huff. Don't chase Solomon Thomas. Don't chase Quentin Jefferson. Like, it's a different guy every week. The only guy to chase is Jermaine Johnson because he has draft capital and the ceiling to give you more monster games more frequently because he's the most talented guy on that defensive line right now. So he's a guy you can chase, but the other ones, no. Stop it. Stop it. Go in the corner and think about what you did. Little Taylor Swift there. I don't know if you saw that clip. Yeah. (laughs) How could you not? How could you not? All over everywhere. Uh, So, all right. Um, That does it for this week. Really appreciate everyone listening. Um, Like I said, doing our thing here. We're going to roll through uh, your fantasy playoffs. So, if you want to take advantage of our premium content, then IDP 50, uh, all caps there, limited time only uh, to get you 50% off for the rest of the year. So, hey, uh, if you want us to help you win your leagues, not only do you get all the access of the website, but the Discord, guys, the Discord is crazy. We are in there 24-7 helping you manage your dynasty teams, your redraft teams, making trades, wheeling, dealing, all that good stuff. So please, please, we'd love to have you join. Um, And then if you miss the sale, you've always got the ID plus sign pod discount code for 10% off all year long. So um, yeah, uh, I'll, I'll let you sign us off here, Matt. Heck yeah. Everything Steve just said and more come hang out. We're fun. We have fun. We do offense too. We do it all. We keep rolling out these awesome new tools uh, on the uh, IDP guys website. So it really is helpful and worth it for you, especially at that 50% off. Come on over, come hang out, come let us help you win your leagues. Uh, but yeah, another great week of football and can't wait. Can't wait for the next one. All right. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening and or watching.
Peace. For a prize for my new league, a belt or a ring or a nice trophy. My IDP guys went and had my back. The best swag online for champs is found on Trophy Smack. R-I-N-G, that spells ring. Trophysmack.com has the bling. Good, so good, I have to sing. Go and check them out, they have everything. I can show that I'm the master of my craft. I'm a champion in fantasy and I won't let you forget that. R-I-N-G, that spells ring. Trophysmack.com has the bling. Use promo code IDPGUYS at checkout for a free ring on trophysmack.com.